What's up? So I'm here in the Kinja's dojo hey, hey. with some of the Kinja's homies. Hey. We got Mike Fowl. What's up? Got Ben Chung and Charlie from Poriotics. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie oh. from Poriotics. Oh. He said For, I would call him Charlie. For, formerly. Formerly. <laughs> formerly. Currently. Formerly. Currently of the Kinja's. All right. Um, so my name is Anna and I love Boba and I love chatting with the homies. And this is Boba Talk. Hey, but you don't have Boba in your drink. I, I don't have to. <laughs> Dang. Wait, I feel we like, asked you what the protocol we, we still, was. <laughs> 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 I feel like Mike Fowl might be the only one who's abiding by the rules right now that I see Boba because I don't even have Boba. Sometimes I don't even have Boba. Did we talk about what we're drinking? Is that like a part Uh, of the thing? uh, What are you drinking though? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I guess we are. Uh, This is, I feel like this is like something with oo, oo, not oolong. It it was some ooze. I'm horrible right now. (laughs) It looks healthy though. Uh, It's a tea. uh, A little bit of sugar in there and there's grass jelly because that's what the the chick recommended. Okay. So um, it's like yeah. a tea with grass jelly. Nice. Then Mike got the basic. Uh, I'm pretty basic. I'm pretty basic. Pretty this good. is a taro milk tea or ube, if you're Filipino, uh, with the boba. Yeah. Because I, I win. I got me. Me and Charlie got the regular tea. That, we got regular yeah. teas. I got a honey chrysanthemum. <laughs> chrysanthemums. 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 Do you always get that? I don't. They, she also recommended that to me, so uh-huh. I said, "Okay, lady." Okay, we'll try that next time. <laughs> All right, guys. So I have no agenda. I just haven't seen them in a long time. Um, why don't you guys, I guess, just kind of let me know how did you get on Kinjas? Um, oh, start wow. with you. Oh, starting with me. <laughs> well, if you refer to Anthony and Mike's episode of our Kinjas podcast, you can kind of hear that story because uh, Mike talks about it. Uh, but I actually saw uh, Anbu Black Ops uh, at Vibe. What year was that? 2010 2010 2010 uh, and then uh, I was so kind of amazed because uh, they actually performed to Nardo's theme song and oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was a yeah. huge Nardo nerd at that time so I, I like I remember just like watching the performance then I heard the song and I was just, my eyes like lit up and like immediately I found Mike after it's like how do I get down and I'm a Kinji now nice. simple as that nice uh, for me, I joined in 2014 and it was a very interesting, um, time in my life. I had just moved back from Las Vegas to LA and, uh, Mike and Anthony were on a road trip at that time, traveling cross country and they were just driving from, I forget where they started. They might've started like in Florida and they literally were driving in a minivan all the way back to California. Oh, wow. And uh, I just so happened to be back in L.A. during their road trip. And they're like, yo, if you're not doing anything, you should meet us up at like the Grand Canyon. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I got no job. Just <laughs> <the Grand Canyon>. <laughs> <laughs> you know how Mike and Anthony are. Those guys are just super random. And I was like, yeah, that sounds like something I need right now. I'm down to go to the Grand Canyon. So uh, Sean Evaristo and I, we hopped in a car. Oh, actually, we met them up in uh, Antelope Valley. So Antelope Canyon, which is really dope. It was out in... Uh, I think it was Page, Arizona. And um, yeah, we just kind of were kicking it, doing life stuff. And then through the course of just that trip, we were just, you know, talking about what we're up to these days. And yeah, I was like, you know, asking them like what they're, I mean, obviously they're traveling cross country and they were saying that they wanted to um, really just focus all their energy into Kinja's. And um, that was like the beginnings of, them kind of like stopping their individual hustle and transitioning everything into like a a collective kinja's hustle and um they're like yo man if you're like back here it'd be it'd be tight to kind of you know run alongside you and kind of do this together and um i think for myself more than uh being interested in joining a new dance crew because that wasn't really what i was like looking for in life but it was more of the vision of um, understanding Mike and Anthony and and them as individuals, but then also together as leaders and um, what they were building here at Kinja's and, or with Kinja's. Um, That was something that I felt like I believed in the vision of uh, 
that more than just a dance more than like you know building a brand or whatever it was more of the I believe in you guys and I believe in what this thing stands for and I would love to be a part of that so yeah that's dope that is that brotherhood Brotherhood. (laughs) (laughs) all right um i i first met anthony when we were doing a poriotics tour in australia and then uh we started becoming friends we started training together in like 2012 uh for you know a lot of times i did a lot of gigs with him i got him on poriotics for a little bit so we could do like gigs and stuff (laughs) (laughs) um and then uh, anthony lee was in poriotics and then uh we we actually just started uh, i started kicking it a lot with like mike and like tony and like just other all the other kinjas and i saw anthony as like kind of like my mentor and uh yeah and then i just on one like party for Lawrence Cow's birthday, I was like drunk, <laughs> and then I like saw them in a room talking, and uh-huh. then I walked in and closed the door. I was like, "Hey, so um, I want to be on Kinjas." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "So I, I want to make that work somehow." And, and you know, lo and behold, here I am. So, well, wow. I didn't know that. I've never heard Lucky that story. Guy. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. So Ben kind of touched on it, right? Like, there's something special. It's more than just being on another dance team because you guys are all veterans. Like, you've been in the game for a long time. You've been hmm. on different teams. We're just Asian and look young. <laughs> yeah, especially you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but, um, Baby face, Mike. Yeah, but for for you though. What what is the difference? Why is this? What's the difference? What's it? What's the difference being on um, Kinjas? Um, the difference. I, I feel like uh, it's just one of those things that allows me to keep dancing. Uh, because if it wasn't for the Kinjas, I would have stopped dancing a long time ago. Uh-huh. Um, and because because we've known and competed against each other like for however many years and then uh, just to keep going. I didn't finish my story actually. So uh, <laughs> uh, so when uh, when so after that, I after the next couple of years, I moved to L.A. Uh, and then I was taking like popping classes from like Bionic uh, mm-hmm. and then Bionic's classes Mondays at ML. Uh, and then he went off on tour and then uh, Mike would uh, sub his classes. So I religiously took Mike's class. Uh, <clears throat> And so I just, I just kept asking, it's like, hey, can we do some drills before you teach the choreography? Mm. So I was just like, hey, how do you do that, that, that chest pop thing? And, you know, just like I was trying to get the training on. But Hell then, yeah. like, eventually I started getting better at his choreography and Anthony would sub in sometimes. So it was just I was getting training from those guys, even though we kind of had a rapport through competition. Oh, um, OK. So uh, it just became, yeah, became from friendship, uh, came from training. And then uh, we just at that time, uh, like they wanted people to be in their videos. And I'm just like, yeah. I'm down. Yeah. Uh, and then just even from being friends at those moments, like it kind of grew into that brotherhood. Nice. So nice. the difference is it's it's not much difference for me because I went from one family to being a part of another family. Yeah. yeah. Huge family too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but let me let me before you because you're so deep. I'll be very shallow. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, no. I'll be very brief and shallow. I just thought you don't hover on top of the water. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Charles, though, like really, like, is it really as fun as it looks like? You guys uh, really getting along and yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, my reason because uh, I've been doing this for a long time too, and um, it was just to evolve myself, you know, mm. and I. Think think for me it was it was to find myself and I found myself with Kinjas learning more about who I am and learning what I liked uh with this family so it's another part of it you know and being a part of like so many veterans a part of a dance community that I joined later in the years yeah you know like around like 2008 and and just hearing all these stories it's always priceless to me to like hear these things and be consistently surrounded by so many uh smart artistic uh veterans and individuals so wow yeah that's what cool. it is for me yeah Thank that was you. pretty Thanks deep charlie sharing. oh yeah. sorry i mean yeah it's fun because we get to drink and shit <laughs> 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 yeah. um, that's better, yeah. <laughs> better so then <laughs> so I, and i also noticed you're taking on this podcast role yeah. but how how else have you like i guess grown you know what else are you doing in kinjas Hmm. have you seen an evolution of yourself (laughs) yeah i definitely have seen an evolution um i think uh, along with what mike and and charlie are saying um sure it's it's my outlet to keep dancing so that's also just great because i i love it and i think what i've learned 
from being a part of Kinja's is, um, I guess whatever I thought my limitations were, mm. um, being encouraged and, and pushed in, in the best ways possible to, um, break through whatever I thought or even think my limitations are, even as, um, you know, like, yeah, I'm 37 years old and still dancing. Right. And, um, like, I think there's something that is in everybody's head where we, for some reason, think that the older we get, there's like less like, OK, it's time to stop yeah. doing that thing. <laughs> but I realize that that's just a voice in your head, that that's not a rule. Um, and I think I've been um, really encouraged to um, grow even more as a dancer now. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought like I kind of hit this like, oh, yeah, you know, my, my prime is past me or I can't uh, grow or learn or improve my skills as a dancer because all, all those years are behind me. But I think um, just on the dance tip, I feel like I've been uh, growing even still. And I feel like um, from learning, you know, different styles of movement from just, yeah, like the dudes in the, in the squad who are, um, in my opinion, some of the best dancers in the world, you know, and um, and knowing that uh, my only limitation is what's in my head. So I think um, that's been fun for me, like, because I've been kind of more in like uh just learning student mode versus um trying to be um I guess trying to push my own choreography as much I mean sure. I still I still create and I still choreograph and stuff but I think the 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 side of dance that I've been enjoying more these days is just like the learning side and and I love performing still like I mean that's just I don't think that's ever gonna leave I think yeah. I'm always gonna love performing um so yeah I think in that sense um on the dance side I've been able to still push and still grow and, and break through ceilings that didn't even exist they just were things that I created for myself um so that's been cool and but like I mean yeah like you mentioned the podcast to um you know, our clothing line and just kind of being able to have just exercising different creative muscles um, that aren't always dance related. And um, yeah, all those things have been really fun. And I'm excited to see how all those evolve. And I feel like I'm going to find other things that I'm going to, you know, enjoy doing. Um, It's a great outlet here. Yeah. Dope. It's still cool to hear you guys pushing, but even more than that, that you love being together, like genuinely, mm. you know? Um, so, okay, my next question is, I guess, what is the best memory you have, either of each other, like three of you sitting here, or just Kinja's as a whole? Like one that's mm. like, oh man, Hannah, I need to tell you about that time when, <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know, this time, one time. <laughs> uh, well, I guess like, like for me, like uh, just even, even talking about being on this podcast, like, uh, is when we kind of had the idea to do the podcast itself. Oh. Uh, because all three of us, we all listen to podcasts. And uh, I think on the crew, we were the only ones that did listen to podcasts because <laughs> everybody was just like, it's like, what is that? It's like, cool, you guys should listen to music more. Uh, and we were like, oh, dang. Uh, but okay, cool. So uh, after a rehearsal, we like got lunch. And then like Charlie and Ben were talking about podcasts. Uh, I remember jumping into the conversation like, I listen to podcasts too. (laughs) 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 And then, yeah. So like after that, like we kind of like set some random ideas down and we're like, how do we do that? And just research. And then uh, we started building our equipment. Uh, And here we are. We're we're like, (laughs) well, like close to 30 episodes in. Yep. Congratulations. Uh, Being consistent for you guys, the dance community. Yay. Yay. Um, Man. Oh, the only re- the only thing I can really think of that keeps popping in my mind is when we lost at in World of Dance, and um, I totally forgot about that. Thanks, Charlie, <laughs> <laughs> for reliving <laughs> the painful memories. <laughs> but like it was just because um, I remember that d- that morning, like we had rehearsals all the way up until like three a.m. Oh, wow. and then we had a five a.m. call time, and then we we're supposed to go on at nine, but then we went on at ten. Uh, so we're just like waiting an hour and then we lost and then we all we all like we're really sad for a long time like went in the room we had our moment like we're very sad we're like you know at least we did this together and then after that when Keone and Mari lost 
then, then we, that, that, that's when we all lost it and all, like everyone was just barbaric and just like I hate this place I hate this place it's like, yeah. it's like we put yeah. our backpacks on we're still in costume yeah. we're walking in shots we're yeah like, yeah you can't stop we're us we're waiting at the doorway for Keone Mari to walk out so we can hug them and the, the directors are like hey get out of the way we're like no you can't tell us that no we already kicked off the show they're our friends we're gonna hug them yeah that's that's a that's a memory that I, I have with Kinjas. It's a good memory. Great memory. Yes. It's a great memory. Yeah. It's a great yeah. memory. It's a very funny memory. Yes. Very emotional memory. And then it's, after that, we okay. drank. Yeah. It's okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah that, was, that was one of our, uh, our drinking nights, for sure. Cool. Thank you for sharing. Of course. Um, I think for me, it's a combination of memories, meaning um, what I what I love, we always get into our, our huddles. Like anytime we uh, f- like finish a rehearsal to before we perform on whether it's world of dance or um, you know, the Dallas Cowboys halftime show to just whatever, like we'll always huddle up and in our, our huddles um, you know, people say their words of, you know, whatever, like they want to, express gratitude or encourage but there's a line that anthony always says he always says guys this is the furthest that Kinjas has ever gone and i love it when he says that because it's it's just so true and, and like, yeah and it's just like oh shoot like look at where we're at right now and like you know we we uh did this show um for new year's eve uh this past new year's eve in china with this artist named luhan mm. in like this gigantic stadium and you know it was televised to just the billions of people in china wow. and 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 having luhan um shout us out in like the biggest way and he was just pretty much saying like kinja is like the best dance crew in the world and all this other stuff i was just like what's happening right now like this is this is wild you know and (laughs) and then uh, that that anthony's voice always rings in my head like this is the furthest that (laughs) kinja and i'm just like i love hearing that because i always like um those checkpoints that we always get to experience together and um, I love our little reminders of like just to embrace the moment and to kind of take it in because I think it's easy to let moments like that pass and then yeah. you know you just kind of like go through it but then it's just like no let's take some time to like reflect on what this is and this is the furthest that we've ever gone and like we're gonna keep going and we're gonna keep saying that so I think I like the combination of every single time that Anthony has Anthony said that That's awesome yeah I can hear Anthony saying really wise words but then you, you can't tell if he's like joking or not a little bit of both so I've been meaning to ask you guys this too you guys are a collective and sometimes I see um different guys in videos or performances and not everyone together is there a leader or how does i guess kinjas really work mm. i'll let ben answer that one good <laughs> you know um i'm gonna let ben answer that one as well <laughs> um everybody in kinjas is a leader i think that's what's great about kinjas um and everybody takes a different stance in leadership and not everybody's super on the front lines not everyone's like the the talker but everybody leads in their own right um but to answer your question specifically about performances um you know mike and anthony are the founders i mean they they um this is kind of like their brainchild but what's great about the way that ant and mike lead they i mean sure they have to make some tough decisions when it comes to making like executive calls, but they're very good at um, empowering people to run in the lanes that they're naturally strong at, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, whether that be just if you're like a dope choreographer and your movement is just super dope to just kind of be, yo, like bam or ving or whatever, like handle this section Um, when it comes to, you know, um, putting together like music and mixes and stuff like yo charlie can you help you know put together the mix and like you know like this podcast and all this media all this stuff that you see like mike is a research fiend and he's just able to go down so many rabbit holes to figure out the best way to make uh you know a podcast work and you know for myself you know um they kind of empower me to kind of handle a lot of like our wardrobe and you know costuming (laughs) looks and all that and it's great because it's um 
there's a great level of trust that That's is, what I was going to ask. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great level of trust that uh we all have in each other and um you'd be surprised like what kind of um what you can accomplish when you empower people um to just be good and and run at things and and also even kind of giving uh giving people opportunities to try new things, you know, and then um a lot of things just happen that way. So yeah, like a lot of the shows, yeah, you're going to see different people in, you know, a video to a performance. And that's what's great is that there's so many of us that we have yeah. this ability to kind of divide and conquer, you yeah. know, and like there'll be a group in China handling a gig to a group over here, like, you know, back home handling a gig yes. to, you know, people teaching all over the world, you know, doing dance camps and all those kinds of things. And I think that's what's great about um yeah, the power in numbers, I guess. Yeah, you really do move as one. If I see one video posted, oh, there's 11 Kinjas posted. That's called breaking the internet. We're really good at spamming the internet. And there's, like you said, like I really feel that there is a trust there, you know? Like, I never hear nobody on Kinja talking shit about each other. Like, <laughs> no, like nothing. There's nothing. Everyone's solid. Everyone's, you know, Kinja bang, all about it. You know, the girlfriends, the girlfriends are all down. You know? Shout out to all the girlfriends. Shout out. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, I think that's, that also speaks to the kids that are watching you guys. Hmm. You know, like, wow, you guys can all do that together. You can come up together. That's huge, you know? Hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think speaking to the kids that are watching, right? What is something... Because I feel like they take they take you guys' word for sure, right? Mm. So think about your career. Because you guys have all been on TV. You know, you've been doing industry stuff in some some way, some form, right? What did it take for you to get to the point where you're at right what would you tell somebody that's like oh man you know i want to be like you i want to be on kinjas one day i want to do this podcast right i mean that that's one of those like loaded loaded questions that mm -hmm. like you're never ever gonna see like the full scope of because like uh as long as we've had careers in dancing we've even had like live uh, lifetime's worth of dance classes and training mm. uh, and that's the thing that people don't see like we've taken a lot of class we still take a lot of class together Ooh, um, take, say that again repeat that we take a lot of class so we're we're, <laughs> we're we're constant students of life so we're constantly learning growing ourselves and uh, just becoming better in every aspect that we can um so i guess the best way for me to answer that question in a short amount of time and not go so deep is to uh work hard mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I will echo that you can't you can't uh, shortcut um, hard work hard work uh, by definition is uh, an extended period of time where you keep going at something um, until you get to where you want to go and I think um, the, the the social media culture that we live in and you know yeah we see the the highlight reels of whatever is posted on Instagram or whatever and it just looks so easy it's like oh like I want to do that someday but yeah like what Mike said there's there's years and years and hours and hours of work that's put into you know taking classes to going home and practicing what you learned in class to um, you know growing your mind and uh i think so much of that is there's no way to shortcut that you have to just put in the the years into it and so i guess what i would say to um encourage uh the the aspiring dancer out there um trust in your process and um be patient with yourself um and know that if you don't have the thing that you want to have right now that's you're just normal you're not like any worse off than anyone else you're not any less talented than anyone else you're just right where you're at because that's the that's the time that you've put into it is where you're at if you keep going at it and you keep practicing and keep growing and um just don't stop you're gonna get better you know um and then on top of that when we want to you know throw the whole career aspect into it um really know uh just be responsible be responsible from finances to um surrounding yourself with good people um a, a team of people who 
um, will empower you and you can empower them and trust in each other will be a great benefit to you creating something for yourself, whether that be for career or whether that's just um, for yourself for fun. But doing it with good people, that's the way to do it. Nice. So we heard like work hard. That is a must. <clears throat> uh, trust your process. Uh, that is definitely a must. That is like a continuing thing. And I think uh, speaking on my my own like life path, I think uh, finding your authentic self and what your authentic voice is mm -hmm. so that you know exactly what you want. Because when you don't know that, you're just kind of fishing for what's cool so that, you know, you can be accepted into something that you can possibly not like. Mm -hmm. and, and that takes time. It takes time to realize that. And if you're young, uh, you know, you're consistently searching for that. I feel like I haven't I didn't really know who I was until like, I don't know, like 24, 25, you know, and it takes time. Everyone has different roads. But um, I think if you start now and you start asking yourself questions about what's your why, uh, why do you want this? Why do you want to be on Kinjas? You know, what can you do for Kinjas? Or why do you want to be like a, a, a dancer in the industry too? You know, like you have to answer these questions so that you know how to get there rather than just wanting to be there. Nice. Yeah. Dude, that's so deep. And Thank then, you. you know, drinking. You've got to always dive back to the shallowest sense of oh, you're right. yeah. shallowest of water. And then you got to get some girls, dog. That's what it is, yo. I'm just kidding. That's, that's... Okay. Um, so I do, I do want to ask, because you guys have, like, really different styles, too, right? Styles of dance. Um, who are some influences, right, to you? It doesn't have to just be, like, a dancer or a teacher. You know, it could be... I don't know, whoever, celebrity, you know, a family member. Who are some people that really you think helped shape like you? Whoa. I think the main mm. person who helped shape me and my dance style is Sean Avristo. Mm. Uh, a longtime friend of mine taught me my first dance steps. Um, uh, and then just even aspiring to be like once we found out there were like cool like guy dancers out there in the industry uh, <laughs> who were like oh dang you don't have to take your shirt off uh, and we're like oh dang I want to dance so like that guy so like you like watch like like Jerry Jackson for example like on a music video and like all the dudes like their shirts are off yeah. but then you'd watch like Justin Timberlake and they're like oh those dudes are like wearing fedoras and stuff and they're like oh, like, oh man they look so cool and they dance like guys uh, and yeah, so like Marty Hidelka, uh yeah. Sky Hoffman Eddie Morales um all those guys. Um, Kinjas. <laughs> hey. Sorry, what was the question again? <laughs> Your influences. Yeah, I mean, all the Kinjas around, they're uh, really strong influences because, like, you may be even, like, finding um, out more about yourself as a dancer and then they're doing the same thing, too. And then you're like, oh, that was dope. I want to do that, too. Uh, so it's just a constant kind of growth, improvement ladder mm. of mm. sorts. Okay. Okay. Uh, dance influences. Um, I would say KB, Kevin Brewer. Aww. Um, he was, <laughs> yeah, Kev was, uh, and, and still is, has always been, uh, somebody who I just, um, just the way he understands his, um, his body and the way to articulate music. I've never seen that. Um, he was the first person to show me that, like, through freestyle. His DJ Shadow freestyle okay. from Culture Shock will yeah. still be, like, the greatest thing of all time for me in terms of, like, a a, a moment that I saw and I was so confused. of like, <laughs> is this choreography? <laughs> like, and then like, the next time I saw it, I was like, it's different. Did he re-choreograph that? And I was just like, oh, my gosh, this was freestyling. That's crazy. So, um yeah, shout out KB. I think he's always going to be uh, a major influence for me. Um, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, guys like Sean to Phil, Phil Tyak, shout out Phil. Like, um, like really, yeah, like it's so many of the Kinjas now, I mean, freak, man, from Bam to Ving, yeah. you know, Keone, like mm -hmm. so much. And I think... Um, and it's it's funny because I feel like I don't really even move like any of them, but no, it's just it's uh it's <laughs> no <laughs> it's like the appreciation I think understanding how to um, see what I 
admire about their uh, their movement ability and their mentality, and then knowing how to translate that to my own uh, movement and my own body. So I think I've been able to just get um, certain things, whether it's mental training to um, just yeah, I guess even physical movement training. Um, I would say those individuals in particular are great influences on me. Cool. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to start. My, my first dance influence was uh, a guy named Wavomatic. Ooh. Yeah, he was, uh, he was a OG waver um, from Homeland in Long Beach. He taught me a lot about waves, and that's when I, I really started getting into waving. And then um, I think later on, you know, uh, Poriotics is definitely like an influence in my life because that was where I started to become more creative with popping and, and choreography. And then uh, I think after that was Anthony. Anthony definitely rocked my world. No, <laughs> all <laughs> rocked my world. Um and just, you know, an uh, artistry and uh, mentality uh, and how to work hard. Um, and then uh, recently, uh, I feel like a lot of my influences have been from Tony Tran. Uh, hey. and, you know, and I think uh, he taught me a lot about the, the highest level of um, isolations. Um, but then like those are like the people that the core group that I heavily am influenced by. And then there's like people then in my other styles that I'm still trying to learn like with groove you know there's like Mike Fowl and like uh even Ben's groove sometimes are like are very swaggy and I'm like okay I want I want that sometimes <laughs> and then like uh Ving uh Ving Ving heavily influenced me on like footwork uh along with Bam and then uh and then another side because I, I want to start you know b-boying more like, like, so it's like Twin Jez and Darren Wong like the floor bros have have been like a uh, big inspiration to my movement as well. That's dope. Yeah. Dope. Thanks, guys. Okay. And then leading, because then it just started to jog my my memory. Um, have you been watching my Boba Talks about the Urban Choreo? Uh, here and there, yes. Okay. Okay. So I saw, I saw the one with like Richter and Meppy. Oh, that yeah. One, yeah. Yeah, cool. So that that is going to be my, it's transitioning to that question, right? Mm. I know it's, it's Mike and Anthony. Um, I really wanted to also ask them, but I'll ask them next time. Next time <laughs> I'm here. Um, so I guess like looking at your influences and maybe your journeys, like, I guess, can you speak to, I guess, maybe your own take on what Urban Choreo is, you know? I'm going to throw that one to Ben. <laughs> Why do I go? Can you wait? Let me ask. No, Mike. No, Mike. You're not gonna fuck out on this. Hold on. Let me ask. Let me ask. Okay. So let me ask you like this. Let me ask you. Let me ask you like. Let me ask you like this though. Okay. So do you like that? There's a a label to the way that you move. What would you agree that uh, urban choreo is? I guess that's what you would call the way that you move. Um, I don't have a problem with it. I, I think it's a, it's like the idea of it being labeled as something. I think it's kind of weird, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, I don't, I don't not agree with it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it all comes from, from my understanding sure. at least, uh, yeah, yeah. just because, uh, like even OGs wouldn't call what we do hip hop. Like mm -hmm. our, like obviously even for me, like I grew up dancing R and B. I danced, I grew up dancing like in sync. Yeah. It's like, is that, is that hip hop? It's, it's not yeah. like, so my, my influences were heavily upon like, just like kind of commercial styles. Uh, and then whatever music we were listening to, especially in the Bay area, uh, it wasn't heavily hip hop. It was like, we would get training in hip hop. I would take popping classes. I would take hip hop classes. I would take uh, groove classes and stuff like that, but it wasn't always the hip hop music. So, um, I think just being categorized uh, in hip hop dance with not hip hop music, it's already kind of like uh, it's moving away from the definition. Good way to put it. Yeah. Yes. So um, and then uh, from what I understand, uh, how like people traveling uh, and the OGs not calling them hip hop because obviously it, it was done to like R&B music or mm -hmm. an instrumental track or even like electronic music. Um, it's not hip hop music, but then uh, the styles could be based upon hip-hop like uh techniques sure and stuff like that so um again so i'll say i don't have a problem uh with the term urban dance or urban choreography uh i just feel like it's uh, people need to call it something that's what they're calling it um but for me it's just all dance 
Yeah. Good job, Mikey. Yeah. Good job. That was yeah. a great good answer, job. Mike. Yeah. That was yeah. freaking good. Um, I think, yeah, I I don't um, identify the term urban dance as a style. It's not, it's not a, oh, I dance urban, urban dance. That's my style. Cause I don't think it's a style. I kind of liken it onto um, like MMA, like mixed martial arts is not a style. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a platform where the disciplines for whether it be jujitsu, boxing, you know, taekwondo, like whatever, like all these things that f are fused kind of um, like, all these disciplines that are fused and then it lives in this like realm called mixed martial arts, you know? Sure. So I would say, um, yeah, urban dance, you know, like what Mike was saying, it, because not everything um, is done to hip hop music and not even all the movement itself um, is always uh, derived from hip hop like styles either, yeah. you know, because whether that be jazz technique to modern. yeah modern to tap dancing like you you wouldn't necessarily be able to call all of that hip hop and so i think it's kind of like this when everything is kind of fused and it's kind of there's no rules in terms of you can only dance to these types of songs to only move in these types of ways um because there is just like this kind of almost a gray area it's just like well what do we call that you know and we I, I think it's just almost a way to understand like when things are fused in such a way that you can't necessarily categorize every single time you see something that it it has to fall into categories like well it never falls into any one thing all the time so how do we understand what that is and so i think um and a big portion of it too is the choreography aspect of it too i think um because when you get into like you know freestyle like i think it's a little bit easier to categorize um uh freestyle well, i mean i guess it depends too depending on how you choose to move but i think the side of it where so much of it is choreographed dance to um and that's on stage or, or you know in front of a camera or whatever i think when you um add that element to it it's uh it's hard to just yeah like categorize it as one thing so i think um yeah definitely with with what mike was saying in terms of how it's not always to you know hip-hop music and it's not always hip-hop movement but i look at it more as a um as a realm and an arena that all these things can exist in, but urban dance itself is not a style. Okay. I'm processing, <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. So then uh, see you, you, when I listen to you, you did call your style waving, mm -hmm. right? Okay. Well, I mean, it, it's like a technique that I first learned, but even uh, throughout my career, even when like I was in periodics and we were doing popping robotic, choreography we were still uh we weren't really like looked at as like the popping scene either we were getting a lot of like uh just disdain from like the community too and that's when we were just like okay then we'll just keep doing our thing and i couldn't really characterize it either because you were using the technique and doing it to music yeah, you did. that was like electronic and stuff like that so um yeah back to the term urban uh choreography i feel like the big term of that is like the choreography aspect of it and the and it's so artistic that you have to kind of look at it in a certain way that it's it's more so like a theory you know it's not not really necessarily a style that you can say oh i'm gonna learn this specific style but more so it's it's like a theory like of of using all these things and creating something that's brand new something so new that like people that have seen these type of movements before to different music can't necessarily categorize it with how they've always seen it so it's like an evolved form or just a different theory on it you know and and i think that's that's why i like it i feel like it's um it pleases me artistically even like I do like doing freestyle. I do like doing hip hop freestyle. And I, I do believe that uh, like hip hop does is very strong. I, you know, I studied a lot about hip hop and stuff like that. I was on Culture Shock, too, and I learned a lot about that as well. But um, even when I look back and I look at what we what urban dance is now, I, I see it more as a theory okay. rather than like this is urban dance. Yeah, yeah because and, it's a way to explain not only that is it 
changing so fast, but people are starting to think differently of how they make their dances. Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I think there's also um, the inclusiveness of uh, like urban dance, I would say that um, it's kind of, yeah, like it's kind of all inclusive that because uh, let, let's say if, if you s- categorize yourself under a certain style, whether that be I'm a modern dancer or I'm a hip hop dancer, um, that means unless you're fully in that realm, like you can't quite be like, I, I wouldn't be able to call myself like say a popper unless like I fully am just like, I understand all the techniques and every time I get down, it's popping and I can sure. kind of categorize that. But then urban dance is like, it, it's really like this anything goes sort of thing. You know, not to say that it doesn't involve discipline and training because it does. And a lot of it is, um, training in specific styles right Right. and to kind of get your whole movement catalog and then once you have that the way that you want to express it is very free and there is no limitation of like oh i can't do that because if i do that exactly exactly yes i think there's an inclusiveness about urban dance that um that hip-hop did not frame or did not yeah include sure Yeah. yeah okay no, that makes sense. And that probably speaks to, again, you know, we we're talking about how culture is changing so fast with social media. Everyone now knows all of these styles. Everyone can see the mixing of the styles. And it's easier, like if you want to copy what something is, you don't have to wait. You can just watch something and learn it and then interpret it, you know, like mm-hmm. it's going so fast. Yeah. So, okay. So I, I get that. And I think that's really, um, I guess, like really now thinking about it, reflecting on it, like really forward thinking of whoever, you know, coined, coined it that. Mm-hmm. Um, because way, way back here in the hip hop side, it's still like, wait, why? Yeah. But I get it. You know, people, people are um, resistant to change and it's hard to change. Mm-hmm. But I also hear that it was already changing with or without. Right. Like yeah. it was already happening. So cool. Thank you for clarifying that for me and for whoever's watching. I have, one, I have like <laughs> even one more thing uh, because like even when I started dancing, I don't ever remember calling it like learning hip hop. Oh, okay. I always just remember like, it's okay, you want to dance and like, that's what it was. And then people, if they want to take a, <clears throat> like a dance class that wasn't tap or jazz or whatever, it was like hip hop. But then re- like just thinking back, it w- there weren't like hip hop classes. I just wanted to throw that out there. I also wait. So I, wait, wait, sorry, yeah. let me ask real quick. So, you you're in. Are you referring to Westlake? Where you? Well, see. So okay. So coming back from uh, so Westlake is the uh, the dance school that the company is based out of. Uh, but I didn't enroll in it. Uh, I was just dancing with friends, and whatever it was called, it was whatever it was called. There you go. Yeah. There you go. I get it now. Yeah. I get it because us that had that foundation. It was called hip hop. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. called that. Mm. So there's a little bit more like, wait, why are you changing it up now? Not yeah. not changing because like I, I I never had to call it hip hop. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was just gonna say, um, I don't think a lot of people that do urban dance really love the name urban dance either. Mm. I mm-hmm. feel like it's just something that has fell upon us, and it's just kind of like okay that's what it is you know and and it's it's not that like we're trying to make this thing like ah urban dance is the next best thing (laughs) but it's it's more so just like oh shit we're urban dance it's like that's that's pretty much what we do it's like okay i'm just gonna keep going then (laughs) but it's it's still i still like as a person that does urban dance i still give a lot of like my um gratitude to the people that i learned it from for sure Don't, you know and, yes. and i think that's what's really important is like really giving it to the people that like led the way in these types of styles that are token styles yes. like waving or like hip-hop you know so yes and um so if you guys don't know, like Rocksteady Crew, you know, mm-hmm. Don Campbell Lock, mm-hmm. um, Poppin' Pete, hey. 
you know, I'm not sure about waving or tutting. Oh, yeah. Mr. Wiggles. All underground. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there's so many, so many. Buddha Stretch, you know, yeah. Mop Top. So many, so many, many, many. Look them up. Yep. And if you guys kind of like have a question or you're like, oh, yeah, I agree with Mike, what Mike said or what Ben said or what Charlie said, drop a comment, right? Boom. Um, Do it. And so now I'm going to ask you a really deep thought-provoking sensitive thing okay ready okay, get ready for Let's this do it. okay now i'm your friend right mm -hmm. you could trust me uh -huh. right? yes you could trust me I'm scared. okay i want you <laughs> to think about who is the most annoying kinja member who is it wow most are trying to break us up. What is most annoying, most annoying. <laughs> happening here? Most annoying, most annoying. Well, I think we're all annoying in our. In our <laughs> Good answer. Good uh, answer. We it's not, it's not. We're not. We're not. Not annoying, but we're all pretty annoying. Um, I think it's annoying when Anthony makes us want to work. <laughs> that is a joke. Yeah, that's a joke. I think Arnell said funny. it was villain because he farts a lot. What? <laughs> what? Arnell said that? Yeah. Whoa. yeah. <laughs> New answer, Arnell. <laughs> 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 annoying kid. Yeah. Oh, no. I don't know. Yeah, we, we're all pretty annoying. So. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, no worries. No worries. No worries. It's okay. <laughs> Wait. I, I have to I have to oh. second oh. one. <laughs> <laughs> I, honestly, you know who the most annoying Kendra is? It's me. Oh, <laughs> okay. I'm gonna, I'll take the hit. I'm the most annoying Kendra. You guys, it's fine. Dro leave a comment. <laughs> <laughs> At me, bro. At me. At me. Don't forget yeah. to follow the rest of the Kendras that are not here. At leave me. a comment. Yeah. Come at me. Thank I'm not you. gonna answer that question. You <laughs> <laughs> answer Ben. ben. <laughs> Drop a comment. <laughs> Thank you guys. Of I know that, that took took a lot of vulnerability. <laughs> yeah, my heart. I was like, what is it gonna that be? Was, what's what's <laughs> the question expected, Anna? Sorry, sorry. I, just, I, I don't know. Idea, I, my mind just I goes just, there. Thinking very positive. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. So in all your travels, like in all the places you've performed, like tell me what's out there that's new. Have you seen anything new? Mm, like wait. as far as dance style, as oh. far as, you know, uh, even like, oh man, I saw this show. You never believe like. Oh. I, uh, it's, this isn't necessarily from uh, a show or anything, but even just through like social media, uh, I think the resurgence of like groove uh, and different ways to like, kind of utilized different grooves um, that I'm seeing, I think it's incredible. Uh, just because it's bringing back just kind of that natural kind of like, I'm gonna move this way, I'm gonna move this way to this beat. I don't need to kind of express it uh, like literally in any way. Uh, I just think it's like pure dance. Uh, and I think it's interesting that it's not new, but it's new. Mm. Hmm. It's true, yeah. it's true, mm. this is true. Mm. Yeah, I guess like along with that, you know, I mean, growing up, you know, in the 80s and 90s, there's all these, these party dances, right? You know, and, you know, like from the New Jack era. And then, like, it's cool to see that party dances are still a thing. And but then they, they just kind of get revamped and they just add a little twist to something. And then it becomes like this new thing. And I know some people hate it. They're like, yo, that's just, you know, that's not the running man. You know, like the running man is completely well, that's, something that's, else that's you know different though because like they called that the running man even though it wasn't the running right. man yeah but i i think it's it's fun because <laughs> it just remind it's a good reminder to me that dance is always supposed to be fun and i think i love the fact that um people are still making these party dances and I mean, you know some things are kind of like like is it really a dance if it's a dab like is that really a <laughs> dance move but it's fun you know and and, and i can see kids um just having a good time doing stuff like that. So it's just really cool to see that party dances are still being made. Um, dang, I'm going that route. I like, I like to see, I'm like, I like seeing, let me start over. <laughs> uh, I've, I've started to enjoy seeing a lot of uh, different groove people incorporating hits. 
Oh yeah. Yeah, just like a lot of a lot of uh, hits. I love that. I think that's really cool. Um, and then in terms of uh, you know seeing talent outside the world, there's this new popper from Vietnam who's killing the scene. His name's MT Pop. So dope. MT Pop. Okay. Yeah. Look, okay. yeah, Look he's up. killing the scene yeah. right now. He's from my homeland, Vietnam, and he's killing it. So that's like another cool thing. So cool. Tight. All right. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. I will look that up. Um, okay. So now, kind of like similar to your lightning round, mm. I'm just kind of going to name one word and you name one word top of your head. Okay. Off top. Okay. Off top. Okay. okay. Ready? Okay. Um, <clears throat> favorite movie? Radio Flyer. Pulp Fiction. Step Brothers. Shen Yun. What? <laughs> uh, God bless you. Shish, <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. Um, uh, favorite teacher? Uh, I had this teacher named. Uh, uh, oh shoot! Whoa! Oh, Miss Tabor. She was my sixth grade uh, a homeroom teacher, but she was like an art teacher. <laughs> Uh, and she just taught me a lot about drawing and lettering and everything and kind of, uh, I remember learning color theory and it was incredible. Wow. Uh, Miss Riddle. She was my second grade teacher and I just really liked her name, Miss Riddle. <laughs> she was also really nice. Uh, 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 Bill Nye, the science guy. <laughs> uh, all his uh, videos taught me a lot about science. Nice. I, I think we went over one word. Is you guys yeah, all yeah. Do. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I just okay. wanted to explain myself though. It's okay. Cool. <laughs> Love. I'll say understanding. Sacrifice. Hard. Okay. Obstacle. Break it. Course. Popsicle. <laughs> okay. That was way better than mine. <laughs> okay. Um, favorite food? Japanese. Pizza. Chicken sandwich. <laughs> um. Let me try to say it fast to make it one word. Chicken sandwich. Okay. Um, hello, or say something in your native language. Oppo. Annyeonghaseyo. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, what does that mean? Uh, yes. Um, that means hello. Uh, it's an introduct. It's like an intro word to a bad word. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Intro word to yeah. a bad word. It's like the first part. I don't mind. I'm not gonna say the others. Okay. Yeah. Uh, first thing you do in the morning. Wake up. <laughs> <laughs> Drink water. Oh, okay. Drink water. Okay. Um, cooking. Sure. Yes. <laughs> Mama. Charlie's killing it right now. Right. I just said get anything back to just to listen to Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then final word. Anthony Lee. Intelligent. Leader. Tall. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for spending this time with me, guys. Thank you, of course. Yeah. Thank you for spending so time much with fun us. today. And as always, Boba with Friends is Boba well spent. Oh, oh. I'm almost done. <laughs> yes. <laughs>